Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to the Book Collector podcast. In the Book Collector archive, there are several articles about Jane Austen. Today, Tom Fleming is going to read Jane Austen in Europe. This was written by David Gilson and first published in the Book Collector in spring 2003. In Jane Austen's novel Northanger Abbey, Catherine Morland says to Henry Tilney of Beech and Cliff in Bath, I never looked at it without thinking of the south of France. But when Henry replies in surprise, You have been abroad then? Catherine is forced to admit that she has never left England and knows the south of France only from Mrs. Radcliffe's descriptions in The Mysteries of Udolpho, descriptions which are unreliable in any case since it seems that Mrs. Radcliffe never visited the south of France either. Jane Austen's characters, other than sailors, stick to England. Even when Frank Churchill, in Emma, talks of travelling to Switzerland, we know that he will never do so. The novelist herself never left England. The romantic tale told by Sir Francis Hastings Doyle in his Reminiscences and Opinions in 1886 of a visit by Jane Austen, her sister Cassandra, and their father, Reverend George Austen, to Switzerland after the Peace of Amiens in 1802, and of Jane's alleged romance with a young naval officer met there, is unfortunately a myth. Jane Austen was quintessentially English in her attitudes and prejudices. Writing to Cassandra in April 1811 of a meeting with Comte Emmanuel-Louis d'Entraigues she describes the old count as having quiet manners, good enough for an Englishman. If he would but speak English, I would take to him. In a letter written to her brother, Francis Austin, on board HMS Elephant in the Baltic in July 1813, Jane Austen says, I have a great respect for former Sweden, and I have always fancied it more like England than other countries. In Emma again, the view of Abbey Mill Farm is praised for its English verdure, English culture, English comfort, while in Letter 145, written in September 1816, Jane tells Cassandra that Edward, i.e. the brother-in-law of her niece Anna, is come back from France, thinking of the French as one could wish, disappointed in everything. If Jane Austen did not visit the continent, she was not without knowledge of continental languages, especially French. Her nephew and biographer, James Edward Austin Lee, claims in his memoir of his aunt that she knew something of Italian. But apart from the reiterated, and not always correctly spelt, use of the phrase caro sposo in Emma, and the mention of Anne Elliot in Persuasion as being able to translate at sight inverted transposed, curtailed Italian lines into clear, comprehensible, elegant English, there is not much evidence for this claim. Jane Austen certainly owned Lodovico Ariosto's Orlando Furioso, but it was John Hull's English translation of 1783, now at King's College Library, Cambridge, and was a gift from her uncle James Lee Perrot, not a purchase on her own account. But for the novelist's knowledge of French, we have first her nephew's testimony that she read French with facility. As a child, she owned a textbook collection of Fables Choisies, now at Chawton, 
a partial set of Arnaud Berquin's L'Ami des Enfants and the same writer's later work L'Ami de l'Adolescence. We know of no adult texts in French which Jane Austen possessed, but Cassandra is said to have owned a three-volume set of Jean Racine's plays and a copy of volume one of Madame de Genlis' Théâtre, published in 1813, was later given by Cassandra to her niece Caroline Mary Craven Austen. Madame de Genlis seems to have been a favourite author, since her work Les Vieillets du Château is referred to by its original title in two of Jane Austen's letters. And her novel Alphonsine, albeit specifically an English translation, in a letter of January 1807. In Emma too, there is a reference to Madame de Genlis' novel Adelaide and Theodore. From the English title, the reader is no doubt meant to infer that Emma, and all her creator, read this novel in English. A note in the diary of Jane Austen's niece Fanny Knight for 14th of September 1807 that, while staying in Southampton with Mrs. Austen, Cassandra and Jane, she had read and enjoyed the novel Caroline de Lichtfield, the first novel and most successful work of the Swiss novelist Isabelle de Montaulieu, who lived from 1751 to 1832, and who later adapted Sense and Sensibility and Persuasion into French, may suggest that Jane Austen herself could have read this novel. The novelist also had contact with native French speakers other than the Comte d'Entraigues. Her cousin Eliza Hancock, after the death by the guillotine in 1794 of her first husband, Jean-François Capot de Feuillide, had in 1797 married Jane's brother Henry. Eliza had a French housekeeper, Madame Bijon, and another French servant, Madame Perigord, apparently Madame Bijon's daughter, who continued to look after Henry after Eliza's death. These ladies, who were probably emigres, are mentioned in several of Jane Austen's letters, and she left £50 to Madame Bijon in her will, as Cassandra left an annuity of £20 to Madame Perigord. Jane's description of herself in a letter to James Stanier Clark of 11th of December 1815 as a woman who knows only her own mother tongue is not to be taken seriously. Very few copies of the original English editions of Jane Austen's novels are known to have made their way to Europe in the 19th century, and no complete copies of the first to be published the 1811 first edition of Sense and Sensibility. A curious copy of this title is in the National Szechenyi Library, Budapest, from the library of Leos Kossuth, Hungarian patriot and statesman, leader of the revolution of 1848-9. Kossuth lived mainly in England in 1852-9 and presumably acquired his Sense and Sensibility during that period. Of the 1813 second edition of the same novel, however, two copies have come to light in the 20th century with particularly interesting provenances. The first of these, Lot 12 at Sotheby's on the 26th of July 1933, was bound in panelled cream Morocco gilt, bearing the crowned monogram of Napoleon's second wife, the Empress Marie Louise. Did Marie Louise speak or read English? When we consider that this second edition was published only in October 1813, and in April 1814 Napoleon abdicated for the first time, 
at which point Marie Louise returned ultimately to her father's Schönbrunn Palace in Vienna before taking over her Duchy of Parma in May 1816, she had little enough time to buy this copy, have it sumptuously bound, and read it or have it read to her. Yet the Empress must have retained the novel and taken it with her, presumably ultimately to Parma, since her books seem to have remained together, the 1933 sale being of books once Marie Louise's property, sold by order of an Archduke of Austria to whom they had descended by inheritance. The second copy, which survived in original boards, was item 5 in catalogue 25, 1995, of the bookseller Simon Finch, apparently from the library of the French diplomat Charles-Maurice de talleyrand Perigord, with what were described as contemporary book labels of the library of Valencay, Talleyrand's Chateau on the Loire. Talleyrand must be supposed to have known English. He spent some time as a diplomat in London in 1792 and was in America from 1794 to 1796, as well as being ambassador in London from 1830 to 1834. He apparently played a part in arranging Napoleon's marriage to Marie-Louise in 1810, but in 1814 was chief architect of the Bourbon Restoration, representing Louis XVIII at the Congress of Vienna, where he remained during the Hundred Days. When, in all this diplomatic activity, did he find time to read Sense and Sensibility? With the next novel of Jane Austen's to be published, Pride and Prejudice, we come to the connections between the English novelist and her great Swiss-French contemporary, the writer Madame de Stahl. Madame de Stahl, who had affairs with Talleyrand, among others, helped her then-lover Louis de Narbonne to escape to England in 1792, and in 1793 spent some time at Juniper Hall in Surrey, where she met Fanny Burney. She was banished from Paris by Napoleon in 1803, and in 1807 published her novel Corinne. In 1813, Madame de Stahl was in London, where John Murray, later Jane Austen's publisher, brought out her De l'Allemagne. She records that she borrowed a copy of Pride and Prejudice, probably the first edition, from Henry Colburn. Yet Sir James Mackintosh records in his memoirs that he had recommended one of Jane Austen's novels to Madame de Stahl, possibly Pride and Prejudice, but she found no interest in it, and in her note to him in reply said it was vulgaire. According to Henry Austen's memoir of his sister, prefaced to the 1833 Standard Novels edition of Sense and Sensibility, published by Richard Bentley, Jane Austen was, after the publication of Mansfield Park, invited to a literary circle in London at which Madame de Stahl was to have been present. This meeting could have been an interesting one, but on the one hand Jane Austen is reported to have declined the invitation, and on the other there are problems of chronology, since Mansfield Park was not published until May 1814, and Madame de Stahl is believed to have returned to Paris soon after the Allied armies entered the city in March 1814, certainly before the publication of Jane Austen's third novel. But what happened to the copy of Pride and Prejudice, which the French writer read in London in 1813, is not recorded. A copy of the second edition of Pride and Prejudice is at Schloss Corvi, Hoxter, Germany, from the collection of Landgraf Victor Amadeus von Hessen-Rotenberg, and his second wife, the Landgrafin Elise, 
both of whom apparently had connections with the English royal family. The library at Corvey includes 2,450 English novels dated between 1790 and 1834. A copy of the first edition of Mansfield Park in original boards was sold at Sotheby's on the 20th of May in 1976. This came from the library of Prince Ludwig Josef Max Stahenberg, who had been Austrian ambassador in London between 1793 and 1807, and again in 1809, and presumably there acquired a taste for English novels. Madame de Stahl, in spite of a lack of enthusiasm for Pride and Prejudice, also acquired a first edition of Mansfield Park for her library at Coppe, still preserved at Chateau de Broglie in Normandy. A second edition of the same novel, still uncut but rebound and lacking half-titles, is in Bremen University Library. Another copy of the second edition is at Schloss Corvi. Rather more copies of the first edition of Emma seem to have found their way to Europe. This is perhaps not surprising, since for the first time a novel by Jane Austen is known to have received comment in two German periodicals and even in one Russian journal, although the terminology of this brief review suggests that it may have been taken from one or other of the German notices, all three praising Emma as a picture of quiet family life. It has to be admitted that both of the German notices of Emma much preferred another 1816 novel with a woman's name as title, Rhoda, published anonymously, but now known to be by Francis Jackson, who lived from 1754 to 1842. Certainly no early editions are so far known to have reached Russia, and there were no Russian translations before 1967. No copies are so far known either of early translations in Russian libraries. Although Russian troops were in Paris after Waterloo, and it is tempting to think that some aristocratic Russian officer might have bought a few new French novels, including the 1815 Raison et Sensibilité, and returned with it to the library of some provincial equivalent of the Yusupovs Arkhangelsko or the Sheremetevs Kuskovo or Ostankino. One of Sir Geoffrey Keynes's two copies of the first edition of Emma has the book label of Pauline von Hohenzollern, wife of Friedrich Hermann Otto. Three other copies with equally exalted provenance are still in Germany. Further afield, there is a copy in the Narodny Museum in Prague, while Peter Murray Hill's catalogue, 159, in 1981, had as item 2 a well-preserved copy in original boards with stamps of a Budapest library. Finally, Northanger Abbey and Persuasion, 1818. A copy of the first edition is in the Bibliothèque Municipale at Chateau Roux, while another in original boards was in the library of Duke Ernest I of Saxe-Coburg. A third copy is at Schloss Corvey. Jane Austen's novels, of course, became more widely known in Europe in the 19th century in translation, and translations began to appear at an early date, especially in France and in French-speaking Switzerland. A series of connected extracts from Pride and Prejudice in French translation, possibly by Charles Pictet, with some linking summary, appeared in four issues of the Swiss monthly periodical Bibliothèque Britannique, published in Geneva between June and October 1813. 
the editors having received a copy of the first English edition sent with other new English books by their regular supplier, the Soho bookseller J.C. de Boff. It is noticeable that the text is occasionally given a Swiss flavour. The young gentleman entering a neighbourhood in the second sentence, for instance, in the Swiss version, arrive dans un canton. Two years later, similar extracts from Mansfield Park in translation, possibly by Marc-Auguste Pictet, appeared in four issues of the same journal between April and July 1815. Valérie Cossy, in her unpublished 1916 Oxford DPhil thesis, A Study of the Early French Translations of Jane Austen's Novels in Switzerland, 1813-1830, to shows that the Bibliothèque Britannique circulated widely across Europe, being received on deposit by booksellers in Basel, Bern, Leipzig, Lugano, Lyon, Munich, Nuremberg, Schaffhausen and Zurich as well as Paris. The journal was probably responsible for Madame de Stahl's purchase of the first edition of Mansfield Park, since later in her life she bought few English books apart from those published in the Bibliothèque Britannique. French translations in book form begin with Isabelle de Montaulieu's adaptation of Sense and Sensibility as Raison et Sensibilité ou Les Deux Manières d'Aimer, published in Paris in four volumes by Artus Petron in November 1815. This text again has a Swiss flavour, as Valérie Cossy points out. Marianne and Margaret Dashwood, as they descend the hillside rapidly before the former's dramatic fall, are said to look like the boule de neige qui commence les avalanches. Here the copy with the most prestigious European provenance again belonged to the Empress Marie-Louise, bound in quarter red roan gilt with the Empress's crowned monogram on the paper sides. In November 1815, Marie-Louise would have been at Schoenbrunn. But as Philip Mansell has said in The Eagle in Splendour, Napoleon I in his court, published in 1987, she missed the luxuries of Paris and continued to order her books, silver and dresses, from Paris through the Duchess of Montebello. Like her second edition of the English original, this translation seems to have been retained by the Empress, since in 1933 it too was sold by order of an Archduke of Austria to whom it had descended by inheritance. We may wonder if Marie-Louise realised that she had acquired a French translation of a novel whose English original she already possessed. The 1815 Raison et Sensibilité was in December 1817 listed in the catalogue of a Milan bookseller, A.F. Stella et Comp. Even later, in 1828, it was on sale in England, offered by the Soho booksellers Dulao & Co. Apart from the deposit copy in the Bibliothèque Nationale, other copies survive in Europe. One in the Bibliothèque Municipale de Nantes is in a contemporary half-binding with the arms of the Colbert family, and another in Göttingen was acquired in the 1920s from a lending library in Braunschweig of 18th century origins, where presumably it had been since publication. Mr. Ronald Bruegelmans has an interesting copy with the title page of Volume 1 dated 1816, in a possibly slightly later half-binding which may be Dutch, since the end papers have Dutch watermarks. Outside Europe, there are copies in the Bodleian Library and in Cornell University Library. Emma, in French translation, was issued in June 1816, under the title 
La Nouvelle Emma, ou Les Caractères Anglais du siècle, in four volumes, with the translator not identified. Here, interestingly, a copy survives in original papers uncut with the book label of Pauline von Hollenzollern, as with Sir Geoffrey Keynes's copy of the first English edition of Emma, so that we have a noble German owner of both English and French texts of the same novel. Only the Bibliothèque Nationale copy is known in France. A copy again survives at Göttingen, with the same provenance as that library's copy of Raison et Sensibilité. Another copy in Germany is in Halle, while in Switzerland there is a copy in the library of the Chateau d'Oran Vaux, with the bookplate of Comte François Pototsky. Could this once have been in the Pototsky family's mansion at Lonsou in Poland? A copy bound four volumes in two is at the Library of Congress. The French version of Emma was, uniquely, reissued in another country, being published also in Vienna in 1817 by Schramble, in a series entitled Recueil des romans les plus nouveaux et les plus intéressants de France. But this reissue was in two volumes, not four, and in fact it is a reprint only of about the first half of the Paris original, with a hasty conclusion tacked on. Did the Austrian publisher fear that no one would read a French novel of such length? Copies survive in Vienna and in the original paper boards in Munich from the 1877 bequest of one Heinrich Hoffmann. The first French translation of Mansfield Park in book form was issued in Paris by G.G. Dantu in about September 1816, published in four volumes under the title Le Parc de Mansfield ou les Trois Cousines, the translator being one André Villemin, who seems to have been a supporter of Napoleon. The Bibliothèque Nationale Catalogue attributes to him an 1804 work of Napoleonic propaganda about invasions of England from Julius Caesar to modern times, but also translated other novels from English into French, including Sir Walter Scott's Rob Roy. Apart from the Bibliothèque Nationale copy, we find that a copy of this version survives at Göttingen with the same provenance as that library's copy of Raison et Sensibilité, 1815. Another, in a contemporary binding, is in the Helicon Castle Library at Kesteli on Lake Balaton in Hungary, and yet another is in the library of the Chateau d'Oran in Vaux in Switzerland. The next French translation to be issued was Madame de Montolieu's version of Persuasion, published in September 1821 under the title La Famille Elliot ou L'Ancienne Inclination, in two volumes. This translation is the first translation in any language to have Jane Austen's name on the title pages and the first illustrated edition of any of Jane Austen's novels. Each volume has an engraved frontispiece. Here again, the Empress Mary Louise, now in Parma, acquired a copy, bound with her crowned cipher in gilt, part of the set of Madame de Montolieu's works, which also included the Empress's copy of the 1828 Raison et Sensibilité mentioned below. Like that title, it passed to Sir Geoffrey Keynes and then to Cambridge University Library. Another copy is in the Universitätsbibliothek in Munich. The deposit copy is in the Bibliothèque Nationale. Another copy is in the Bibliothèque Nationale et Universitaire in Strasbourg. And yet another copy, its original wrappers uncut with the Pototsky bookplate, is in the library of the Chateau d'Oran in Vaux in Switzerland.
Outside Europe, there is a copy at the University of Illinois. In November 1821, the first French version of Pride and Prejudice, the work apparently of an Englishwoman, Eloise Perks, was published in Paris by Maradin in three volumes, dated 1822, entitled Orgueil et Prévention, and with the author described only as L'auteur de raison et sensibilité. Here, apart from the Bibliothèque Nationale copy, there is again a copy at Göttingen with the same provenance as that library's copy of Raison et Sensibilité, 1815. Two copies are in Switzerland, one in the Bibliothèque de la Ville, Neuchâtel, and another at Oran. In March 1822, another French translation of Pride and Prejudice was published in Paris and Geneva by Gigi Pachou, this time entitled Orgueil et Préjugé, four volumes, with the translator unidentified. The author is again named only as L'auteur de raison et sensibilité. This version was printed in Geneva, and the name of the printer and publisher, the same, appears also in the imprints of the index volumes of the Bibliothèque Britannique. But there is no connection between the text of this version and that of the extracts in the journal. Apart from the Bibliothèque Nationale copy, there is a copy in Germany at the Universitätsbibliothek Bonn and another at Oran in Switzerland. A further copy in contemporary paper boards reached Sweden, where it was bought by Quaritch, catalogued as by one or other of the Bronte sisters. The first German translation of Persuasion appeared in Leipzig, also in 1822, published by Christian Ernst Kollmann under the title Anna, an Familiengemalde, two volumes, with the author's name given as Johanna Austin. The translator was Wilhelm Adolf Lindau, translator of Scott and other writers in English. The date of issue was probably early summer of 1822, since reviews appeared in Zeitung für die elegante Welt, Abendzeitung und Morgenblatt für gebildete Stände. The only copy recorded in my 1982 bibliography of Jane Austen is in the Deutsche Staatsbibliothek in Berlin. Another copy was recorded in 1834 and 1839 printed catalogues of the library of the Studente Fordeningen, Copenhagen, but is no longer to be found in this collection. More recently, a copy bound two volumes in one was offered as item two in catalogue 1280-2000 of Bernard Quaritch, London, and subsequently acquired by the British Library. The catalogue description refers to the existence of a further copy in Germany, at the Landesbibliothek Schwerden. The last of the French translations was that of Northanger Abbey. This was published as L'Abbé de Northanger, with the author's name given as Jeanne Austin, by Pigoreau of Paris, although it was printed in Metz. Issued in about 1824, the translator being Hyacinthe de Ferrière. This has an engraved frontispiece to volume one of the two volumes only albeit illustrating an incident in Volume 2. The British Library's copy, acquired in 1876, was previously in a reading room or lending library in Holland. As with the 1821 La Famille Elliot, a copy is in the Universitätsbibliothek in Munich with the same early provenance. Other copies are in the Bibliothèque Nationale, in the Bibliothèque Municipale de Nantes, the Bibliothèque Nationale à Universitaire in Strasbourg and at Oran in Switzerland, 
while outside Europe there is a copy at Columbia University. Late in 1827 there was a reissue of Raison et Sensibilité, dated 1828, from the same publisher as the original issue, Arthus Bertrand, although in three volumes, not four, as part of a set of the translator's works, with the addition of engraved frontispieces. That to volume one has a Swiss flavour, in that Willoughby is depicted as carrying Marianne down a precipitous hillside strewn with rocks such as are generally not found in Devon. Here again, the Empress Mary Louise had a copy, bound as her copy of the 1815 issue. Apart from the deposit copy in the Bibliothèque Nationale, there is a copy in the Bibliothèque de la Ville, Neuchâtel, while I have a copy which seems to have come to England at an early date, since it is in a contemporary half-binding with the bookplate of Earl Cornwallis. A copy lacking the engraved frontispieces belongs to the Library Company Philadelphia. The 1821 La Famille Elliot was reissued in about August 1828, again in Paris by Artus Bertrand, but from another printer, so with a few small differences. Here the only copies surviving on the continent of Europe, apart from the Bibliothèque Nationale copy, are in fact in Switzerland, at the Bibliothèque Cantonale et Universitaire in Lausanne, and at the Bibliothèque de la Ville Neuchâtel. Sir Geoffrey Keynes had a copy, and also presented me with a copy of Volume 1 only, bound to match my copy of the 1828 Raison et Sensibilité, and also having the bookplate of Earl Cornwallis. In 1830, C. H. F. Hartmann in Leipzig issued the first German translation of Pride and Prejudice, published in three volumes under the title Stolz und Vorschutteil, with the author's name not given. The translator was Louise Mahatzol, writer of books chiefly for women and the young, responsible for a number of German translations of works by English women authors. The date of the only review found in the March 1831 issue of the Jenaische Allgemeine Literatur Zeitung suggests that the exact date of publication was late in 1830. Here the only copy so far located is in the Houghton Library at Harvard. A complete xerographic copy from this copy, formerly in my collection, is now in King's College Library, Cambridge. In 1836 there appeared the first Swedish translation of any of Jane Austen's works, a version of Persuasion, Familian Elliot. Jane Austen's name appears nowhere, but the translator, also unidentified, is known to have been Amelia Westall, who lived from 1810 to 1887, daughter of Count Polycarpus Kronhilm and wife of Reverend Karl Magnus Westall chaplain to the King of Sweden. This Swedish version may have been translated not from the English text, but from the French version of 1821 and 1828, La Famille Elliot. The similarity of title suggests this, as well as the fact that many, though not all, names of persons and places appear in the same form in both French and Swedish versions, Anne becomes Alice, and so on. Amelia Westdahl did, however, translate three other works directly from English into Swedish, one a children's book by Martha Mary Sherwood. Copies of Familian Elliot have been traced so far in the Royal Library, Stockholm, and in the university libraries of Göteborg, Lund, and Uppsala. No further translations appeared in the 1840s. In 1855-6, the first Danish translation was published, a version of Sense and Sensibility. The translator, Karl Karup, had travelled to England 
as well as Germany and Belgium, in 1852 and taught languages in Copenhagen from 1853. He translated three other English texts, including G. P. R. James's One in a Thousand. This Danish version may be taken from a second edition of the original, or a later edition reprinting the second edition text, since two passages present in the first edition, but omitted subsequently, are not to be found in this translation. Jane Austen's name appears on the title page. Copies survive in Copenhagen University Library, and also in the Royal Library Copenhagen. Only later in the 19th century did English texts of Jane Austen begin to be published on the continent, with Bernhard Tauschnitz of Leipzig issuing Sense and Sensibility in 1864, Mansfield Park in 1867, Pride and Prejudice in 1870, Northanger Abbey and Persuasion in 1871, and Emma in 1877, in his Collection of British Authors. What seems to be an English text of Pride and Prejudice, but of which I have so far seen or traced no copy, is recorded in the Gesamtkatalog der Preußischen Bibliotheken, as published in 1886 by Gressner and Schramm in Leipzig. The last 19th century translation was a French version of Northanger Abbey by Félix Fénion, published in instalments in the Revue Blanche in 1898, with a critical introduction by Théodore Duret and reissued in book form by Édition de la Revue Blanche in 1899. A number of English texts subsequent to the original English editions found their way to the continent before the appearance of the Tauschnitz editions. Copies of Bentley's Standard Novels, issues of 1833, are in the Bibliothèque Municipale de Troyes in first issue bindings, Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, and Emma, with a rebound Sense and Sensibility in the Bibliothèque Municipale de Bordeaux. While the Bibliothèque Nationale has volumes 1, 2 and 4 only of the 1833 Bentley first collected edition. In 1849, the firm of Routledge began to publish Jane Austen's novels in its Railway Library series, whose full title was Railway Library and Fireside Companion Series for Amusement While Travelling and Entertainment at Home. This series may be seen as, in a sense, a precursor of the Tauschnitz series, since copies have travelled far and wide. Sense and Sensibility first came out in this series in 1849, Copies of the 1854 printing survive in the original paper boards in the Bibliothèque Municipale at Cahors, and also in the Gabinetto Viesse in Florence, damaged in the 1966 flood, and in the Stadtbibliothek at Mainz, while Cahors also has an 1857 issue of Mansfield Park in the same series, in the same condition. In 1849, too, Sims and Mintyre of London and Belfast began to publish Jane Austen's novels in their Parlour Library series, beginning with Emma, copies of an 1853 reprint of which title survive again at Cahors and in the Bibliothèque Municipale et Universitaire in Strasbourg, both in original paper boards, with yet another in the National Chechenyi Library in Budapest, with the bookplate of Laos Kossuth, as with the hybrid copy of Sense and Sensibility mentioned at the beginning. 1853 printings of Northanger Abbey in Persuasion and Mansfield Park by Sims and Mintyre in the same series survive in the Universitätsbibliothek in Bonn. I end by noting that no early editions survive or translations were made or survive in the Netherlands. 
apart from Ronald Bruegelmann's Raison et Sensibilité, in Norway, in the Iberian Peninsula, or in Italy. An anonymous Spanish novel entitled La Vertud y el Ogulo, novella inglesa, published in Valencia in 1834, was once thought to be a version of Pride and Prejudice, but was found not to be so, while the reason for the discovery in Pisa of a copy of Volume 2 of the first American edition of Pride and Prejudice, now in the collection of Mr. C. F. Vivash, must remain a mystery. That was Tom Fleming reading Jane Austen and Europe, written by David Gilson and published by the Book Collector in its spring edition for 2003. Tune in next week for another Book Collector podcast. And in the meantime, visit www.thebookcollector.co.uk to read online articles, view booksellers' catalogues, and subscribe to our journal. It's less than the price of a Netflix subscription and far more valuable. You can receive four beautiful quarterly issues, plus get access to our entire digital archive, 70 years of erudite articles, illustrations, reviews, news, obituaries, auction reports, and more. Everything you could want to know about book collecting. Whether you're researching, learning, or just browsing for fun, it's the place to go. Visit www.thebookcollector.co.uk today.